Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPentino. So happy you could be with us today. Uh, have a wonderful guest with us today. He is the VP of Sales for Purpose Growth from Batavia, Illinois. Please welcome to the show, Brian Thank McDonald. Thank you, Neil. Uh, excited to be here, man. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. We've been kind of having a little sidebar conversation before we got started. We have a lot of things in common. Uh, Batavia, yeah. Illinois, been there uh, on several occasions. Uh, you guys have no, snow up there right just, now? No, uh, uh, it just evaporated. We did uh, like two days ago. Uh, I see. I mean, the last time I was there, I think I was telling you, I was like, man, we were buried with snow. And, uh, you know, I live in Tennessee now. I, I'm originally from Chicago, grew up in Denver, <laughs> but I haven't driven in the snow for like 100 years. So it was a little bit freaky for me. I had a I was a little nervous about the, the drive, but man, it was so beautiful. You live yeah, in a wonderful great. part of the I, country. Uh, I've lived in the Northeast or the Midwest my whole life. So snow is just par for the course. Totally. It's just part of it. I love it. So, uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we we want to get to know who Brian's who yeah, Brian is. So and what you're all I've about. been in sales my whole twenty three plus year career, and uh, we were talking about this. I'm just a, a people person, right? I love uh, uh, interacting and and learning learning about people, and I've just leveraged that love and and ability to uh, 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 to sell. And you know, I had a corporate job you know, all the way up until about 2015. And uh, well, I, I, I worked as a, a, a salesperson, let's say I had one corporate job out of college. Um, uh, after a year, they, uh, they gave me a raise on Monday and I quit on Friday. Cause I was like, I can't. Do this. Uh, and then after that, what happened was I was always recruited, uh, into businesses where it was full commission. And it was basically like, Hey, Brian, here's a desk a phone. Here's what we do, a pat on the back and let me know when you need help. So I had to constantly, yep. Good luck. Right? Good luck. Uh, so I had to constantly figure out like, how do I differentiate? How do I build a network? How do I get referrals? How do I, you know, how do I just make sales happen? I had to figure out on my own. So, you know, eventually, uh, my business partner approached me and said, Hey, I, I love the way that you do things. I want to teach um, businesses, how to do this. And I think you're a great coach. Cause we used to sit in a room together with, uh, uh, I used to do, a um, a half day networking group with, uh, uh, peers in the B2B space. And we would talk about referrals. We would talk about business. We would talk about philosophies and he's like, Hey, I just noticed you just naturally coaching people in the room. So in, uh, uh, you know, around the 2014 time, uh, we started on purpose growth and it's been, it's been great since then. That's fantastic. It's amazing. You know, sometimes uh, the most unlikely people become the best coaches. You don't even know you're a coach, but you you really are. You mentor people, you help people along, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of, um, you know, pleasure that could be found in, 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 in oh, helping when, people uh, that way. When clients win, I had a I had a client text me last night saying, "Hey, you know, I just uh, I just sold something out of the blue. It uh, like it wasn't expected. It showed up in his sales process pretty quick, and it was just a a, a virtual high five. And uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm I'm glad you were brought into my life. And and it's just it's it's uh, as equal to or greater than the the money earned, right? Helping somebody." achieve their ambitions and their goals is just fulfilling to me. Right. I'm a, uh, I love helping other people win. Absolutely. I was just listening to, uh, 
a book actually kind of a book on tape i haven't really listened to anything like that but one of the people one of the guys that we interviewed here recently wrote, wrote a book he sent me the the audio version of it and one of the things they were talking about was the seasons in life being like you know kind of relating it to football how you start and you know a 20-year uh, journey like as a peewee guy into college into you know the pros and then the pros you know a lot of them end up being coaches and in each stage of the you know of your life and in, in, in that in that arena uh you find um satisfaction and some of the most the best satisfaction the most satisfaction a lot of people find is in the coaching arena uh just for that reason exactly what you just said so that, that's really cool i have to ask you a question so i was yeah. looking at your linkedin profile and something uh, on your uh linkedin profile kind of caught my eye and I, I was hoping you might be able to explain this a little bit but you were talking about how you teach and what they learn and you said something about uncommon knowledge in a common sense world can you maybe uh, clarify that tell uh, me a little bit more I've, about that uh, yeah great question uh so what i've learned to be true is that a lot of the a lot of the the common sense things the, that maybe the average people do aren't really as effective as they are presented. Uh, and when when you do necessarily the opposite, that's the thing that's um, most effective. And and in sales, I had a mentor, Brian Marshall. He's still in my life. You know, showed up twenty years ago. Um, he instilled in me the 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 belief and principle that the best way to sell other people is to not sell them because they expect you to come at them, to chase them. Uh, and when I started taking that general approach, uh, things started really picking up speed for me. Right. And when we could talk about some of those principles, but also some, some uncommon knowledge is, you know, where the mind wants to go far and wide. Like when, when you think about sales strategy, when you think about, um, ideal clients, it's like, it's being general, uh, and being general actually is the slowest process for somebody to get to where they want to go. And the, the motto I use is go narrow to go wide, meaning, when you focus on a very specific ideal client and you master and you get a lot of traction in that space, what happens is people outside that space automatically think that you're good at what you do in their space. Uh, it just inevitably, inevitably happens, right? So it's, it's some of these things that like, like um, another principle is that one of the greatest sales tactics or two layer on top of each other are listening and curiosity. Or people are like, well, what, 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 uh, when do I present and pitch? And I'm like, you don't, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? I go, you can sell a lot through listening and asking questions, because, because yeah, I have a belief that uh, prospects will tell you exactly what to offer them and how to offer to them if you're using those two things, you know. So it's it's things like this is like. Uh, the, the need to talk is the worst thing to do in sales. Uh, but, but the, in the, in the common world, it's everybody practice your pitch, practice your elevator speech, practice this. It's all talking and uh, about you and prospects don't care. All they care about. Is That's right. That's right. I always uh, thought it was. I always thought it, found it kind of funny is that a salesperson would come to me and, and tell me oh. what they, what I needed. Okay. Before they, before they ever asked me what I wanted, 
you know, and I'm like, okay, what a great philosophy that is. And I mean, I, it's, it, it should be as plain as the nose on your face. Yeah, you know, my partner Jeff and I were um, sitting with uh, the president of a pretty large insurance and financial services business here in Chicago. This has got to be going on six or seven years ago. And and he had us come up because he's like, hey, I'm always open to listening. Like your guys philosophy on sales. I always want my people to learn something new. And we were just talking about sales. And he said, he, he told us a story that was like fascinating. He goes, he goes, as much as I'm the sales driver and I'm running a sales organization, I hate salespeople. And he goes, here's the reason why. He said, we, we were, um, they managed 401ks and they were changing their technology platform internally to manage that. And they had some service providers come in and he said, a girl and her boss came in and he's like, and he said, you know, when we sat down, I said, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this, this, and this. And he's like, I telegraphed what I wanted to talk about. He said, she goes, okay, perfect. Um, let me tell you a couple of things. And she took her computer, turned around towards him and went on and put on a 45 minute PowerPoint slideshow about how awesome this company was, why they needed them. And he told me that he stopped listening after three minutes. And I was and thinking he said, maybe at the one. End, he's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate you guys coming in. And he said, I bet you any money. They thought that was a great meeting. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's things like that. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, um, prospects never buy the thing that you sell. They always buy the help that they need. They are two different. Right. Right. But you know, it's amazing to me that I've been in sales and marketing now for four decades. So a little bit of experience and look, I've made some of the same mistakes as that, that woman did, that person did. Uh, I think we all have. I mean, that's how we kind of learn, you know, what's right, what's wrong to some extent, unless we have a coach like you, Brian. Um, But, you know, but, uh, you know, why is it, do you think that, that people, I mean, is it just human nature that we just have to talk and not listen? Here's here's the principle, right? And I'm going to ask this in questions. What's the number one thing you think people like to talk about? Correct. What's the number one thing people like Mm -hmm. to think about when they're not talking about themselves? Oh, man, now you threw me. I guess I. Not a trick question. I'm sorry. Say it again. Correct. Probably the same thing. Correct. We're wired that way. We're wired that way as humans. So if I understand that principle, why would I want to sit down in front of a prospect and start talking about how awesome I am in my business? They're not going to listen. They're, they're wired mm. to not listen. No. But if I get them talking, uh, now they're engaged. And if they tell me a bunch of information and I say, hey, based on this and this that you said, can I talk to you about how I can help? It, beca- it creates relevance for them and they will listen. Absolutely. I love that. I mean, you're absolutely right. I have been in those positions too. With, I, I can remember one specific example. This was many, many years ago where we had actually were meeting with uh, Albertsons uh, in, um, in Salt Lake City. Their offices were there then. And I had a sales rep that, uh, first of all, uh, he made a lot of mistakes. He was a great guy, but he was kind of green. And the first mistake he made was not uh, confirming the meeting. So we had flown in from Denver uh, to Salt Lake City and found out when we got there, we didn't have a meeting. Uh, so finally we were able to convince the guy's, uh, assistant to just give us, you know, five, 10 minutes, uh, you know, 
because we've flown all that way and everything. And he was courteous enough to be able to do that. I mean, I thought it was great. So we went into the lunchroom and, <laughs> and we started having a conversation and my rep opened up his computer and he had worked like hours on this really big, beautiful P, uh, PowerPoint thing with all the transitions and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I could see the buyer's face just went blank as soon as he opened the computer. So we actually, I, I shut the computer down, which I think the rep was a little bit upset with, but we actually just had that conversation is like, like you said, what is it that you need? What can we do for you? And when he told us, we were able to, you know, give him what he wanted. Yep. We actually closed the sale. And, but it was like, it took us 10 minutes to close the sale because we asked the right questions. So I agree with 100%. With and I call that, that co-design. Said. When you co-design with prospects and clients, uh, more things happen in regards to sales and progress, right? Uh, because they want, they want to be part of the process of getting what they want. Kind of what you said, they don't want, you said, as I hate when salespeople tell me what I want or why I need this. Like, that's the last thing to do, right? They want to be involved in creating that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it is a collaboration. You're absolutely right. And, and, and I mean, it comes down to there is no cookie cutter way uh, thing for really anybody. And maybe it is. Maybe it's the same widget that you're selling, you know, the, the first person and the second person, third person. But they Correct, want to receive right? it in a different and, way. You hit the nail on the head. You're, you have a template offer, if you will. But how you present that is is the is the customization, you know, to them. Right. Uh because they're they're eighty percent is the same. It's the twenty percent that's different for everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Brian, tell us, tell me a little bit about what, what, who is your client? What kind of yeah, clients do you uh, work with? Normally? Thank you. So, um, I serve people who develop some skill, love, or expertise of something in corporate America, and now they're utilizing that skill to serve small and medium sized business owners. They uh, they uh, they. Sales is not their natural uh, suit, right? They're a, they're a CFO, they're an HR person, they're a Lean Six Sigma consultant, they're some type of consultant where, um, you know, they love serving clients, but they loathe sales. And sales is the lifeblood of their business, mm-hmm. right? So they, they just don't want to be sh- they they don't right, want to show right. up as a uh, as a salesperson, or I should say, assessed as a salesperson. They don't want to be pushy. Um, they don't want to um, make irrelevant offers. They're just not sure how to um, to do it. And I and I help them feel more authentic and uh, and and a lot of times taking skills that they have in their business and bringing them into the sales process because that's, you know, more of who they are. And a lot of times, you know, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll credit this, um, uh, Patrick Lencioni wrote a book called Getting Naked. And Getting Naked, if you've ever read it, is about a, a business fable about sales, about a consulting company. And in that book, when I read it, I applied this right away. He said, what you do is you start consulting or working right away in the sales process because what happens is the the people that are very serious and want your help just naturally move on and become clients. The other people that were going to take the information that you're providing and run with it always were. Um, So when people take the skills that they have in their expertise and bring them to the sales process, one, they can be who they are. And two, they start working and people start understanding their expertise. And it's ultimately the opposite of selling, 
right? You're, 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 I like to say it's serving versus selling. Uh, and, and that's a great way to enroll. I love that. I mean, I used to think back and early on when I first got into sales um, and I kind of I, 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 my journey was kind of accidental. I wasn't planning on being a salesperson. I just kind of ended up that way. But when I was working for larger companies and we'd all get together, the people who were always winning the awards were the mm-hmm. most unlikely people. You would look at him like you think, OK, well, be a salesperson. You have to have the gift of gab. You know, I've always heard that, you know, you have to be able to sell uh, ice to an Eskimo. Or I don't know if that's even PC anymore, if you could say that. But those were things that you like you heard. But really, the guys and, and the, the people, the, the men and women who were winning those awards were people who were like didn't have all those skills. Their skills were really listening, understanding the needs of the customer, you know, like you said, uh, uh, collaborating with that customer, building that relationship, and it all resulted yeah, in I, great results. Yeah, I tell results. people the fact that you're not a salesperson is actually your biggest advantage, right? That's your biggest advantage because, you know, when in when we're consulting and we're working with, uh, you know, established businesses, you know, we're typically going in and working on sales process, sales strategy, and things like that, and implementing things with the sales team last. And um, you know, my role in the business is is to 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 once we implement that, I'm the one that works with the salespeople, and I always have to unwind bad behaviors, which is challenging. Where somebody who's not a salesperson naturally, you know, they were you know an executive somewhere. Uh, they don't have those natural tendencies. So they actually have an advantage because all they'd have to do is learn what to do. They don't have to unlearn something and then learn something. else, Right. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So in your business, then, are you working with uh, people on an individual basis, groups, uh, working with companies and their yeah, teams? The how, side, how does that all work? Uh, uh, individually, or I have some uh, group coaching programs on the uh consulting side it's it's all it's all groups um uh, you know we're, we're mm-hmm. taking like i said some strategy or process and helping to uh, implement the team um so we're pretty much doing that in a group sometimes maybe we do one-to-one stuff past that group implementation or group training to um to make the the implementation stick you know but um but but really what we believe when it comes to well, coaching or consulting, when you build a better system and process, it will be easier for you to actually execute on that. Um, one might suggest that the the system and process is more important than the skills. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's wonderful. Hey, can you? Um, so obviously, you've had some success. Uh, you, yeah. you, we wouldn't be talking if you hadn't, right? <laughs> but but um, so can you maybe share some success stories that you've had in working with people and how you've taken them from, you know, it, you know just using examples you just gave. Uh, how did yeah, it all work uh, out? For a super recent one is a, a client who um, she has uh, multiple businesses and uh, um, uh, she, she wanted to start a leadership consulting business. And, uh, you know, she was just hesitant. She had a lot of head trash around, you know, reaching out to people in her network um, about feeling unnatural about it. And uh, within the first three weeks of us working together, she uh, she signed a hundred thousand dollar contract because she got out of her own way. Wow. Uh, Because uh, a, a, a principle that my partner articulated um very well and i use to this day is mindset trumps technique 100 percent of the time right who you are being aka mindset is more important than the specific skill because you can you can utilize the skill in a way that's ineffective right so 
And what I noticed to be mm-hmm. true is, is a lot of people have a lot of head trash that hold them back. And it's how they think about things um, affects how they do things. Uh, so if, you know, helping people think about things differently or in a more effective way, you know, been, has been effective. Um, and, and somewhere long-term, uh, longer one was, um, I got a client, Larry, um, I, he's kind of on maintenance mode right now, but in February of 2018, uh, he came to me and he is, uh, he was, a he is a fractional CFO. He was used to making 15,000 bucks a month in corporate America. And he was only making, you know, seven or eight, I think at the time. Uh, and he was only closing 10% of the proposals he was making on a monthly basis. You know, we worked on sales strategy, his ideal client sales process, you know, how he moved people through that, how he converted people specifically making offers. And by October of 2018, uh, he approached me and said, Hey, Brian, I want you to look at these numbers. This is amazing. Cause he's a numbers guy, right? Uh, he told me that um, he was closing 70 to 80% of the proposals he was making on a monthly basis. Uh, and he across the $25,000 a month mark um, and then went on uh, in the middle of COVID, June of 2020, uh, he was making $72,000 a month. Yep. And, and oh, wow. what a lot of people hear when I say that is, you know, with closing 78% of the proposals he was making on a monthly basis, this is the go narrow to go wide concept. Um, he was talking to less people because what was happening is when he brought somebody into a sales process, he knew how to listen for and interact with an ideal client. And he was kicking more people out of a sales process uh, than he was taking through because he knew, oh, this one, I, he could identify this is a higher probability. Somebody who's motivated, who has the problems I solve, who, who wants to solve them. Uh, uh, so when he, the, the principle was when he took them through the sales process and he was making them an offer, there was a 90% chance, uh, uh, he felt that there was a 90% chance that they would accept, right? It didn't work out the 90%, it worked out the 70 to 80, mm. but, um, you know, to this day, Larry says, if I can do it, anybody can do it because he's your stereotypical CFO introvert, um, uh, quirky, uh, you know, not, you would look at him and you would think no way he's a salesperson. And he does, he, he produces so much business yeah. that he has to find other CFOs to, uh, um, to, to work for him along the way because he can't manage it. Can't handle it all. Can't handle it all. That's awesome. So, so go narrow, go narrow to go big. Go Is that what you said? Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Go so wide. it's a, uh, go narrow to go wide. It's a, a Lean Six Sigma theory of constraints principle is when I, um, when I can create a process that people can go through in an efficient manner, uh, I, uh, I'll close more. So for instance, when you go narrow, you get very, very clear about your ideal client profile, kind of like I described, right? Like I'm not working with salespeople. I'm working with, mm-hmm. I'm not working with an, any business owner. It's specifically um, consultants and fractional people who believe these certain things, right? Like I have a clear demographic and psychographic profile. Um, and, uh, and, and, and to, to give you an ex- uh, a much more clear example, um, like I work with a lot of EOS implementers and in that world, all of them think that I only work with EOS implementers. I never say that I just work with a lot. And one of them said to me, um, in September, 
like, hey, this is great. Hey, I'm curious. Would you work with a buddy of mine who's not an EOS implementer? He actually is uh, um, he's a consultant. I think you can help him. I'm just not sure if you work with people other than that. I go, yeah, no, I do. Right. Like uh, in your world, you know, you all think I just work with you, but I'm just really clear in regards to EOS implementers, what your problems are and, uh, and, and what you run into and what you want, where I just kind of talk about that. So, um, when you niche down, said another way, you'll get really good at that niche, but then things will come at ease outside of that niche, right? Um, there's a lot of people in this world that st uh, started businesses that focused on one specific vertical, got more resources, got more more money, um, access to more people, and they started branching out because it was easier to do that, right? If you're trying to go capture everybody and anybody, that's right. actually the most inefficient way to get progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, hey, look, I've lived that experience, so I completely understand exactly what you're saying you. on both sides. You know, so, um, yeah, and it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I hope that people who are listening today understand that it does make sense and they should actually look at that that concept. I love it. Um, hey, we're getting close to the end of our time together. Um, is there are there any uh, final thoughts you'd like no, to leave our audience? I would say with? I would reiterate, like um, some of the best sales behaviors are not sales behaviors. Right. If you're struggling sales, ask yourself, am I doing, you know, the 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 things that i interpret a, a used car salesman would do and if so stop um and if you yeah. are a consultant a fractional person or a business owner that has to sell for to make your business grow and you don't feel you're a salesperson that is actually an advantage it is not a disadvantage um uh, uh people in this world want to buy they don't want to be sold and when you take the approach of of right. how I would articulate it, um, serving versus selling, you will sell more. You will enroll more clients. People will be falling over to work with you. Um, you just got to get that impression out into the marketplace. I, words to live by. I love it. That's wonderful. Hey, if our audience would like to get in contact with you to learn more about Brian, learn more about yeah, your business, uh, a how couple would they different go ways. Um, I'm on uh, uh, LinkedIn a lot. So, uh, my, my LinkedIn URL and all my socials are McDonald Brian, and that's Brian with a Y. Everything's backwards because there's a guy out there that has Brian McDonald, so I just switched them. Um, uh, you can reach me at onpurposegrowth.com, and I also have a speaking and personal website. Go figure. It's mcdonaldbrian.com. Outstanding. Well, Brian or McDonald, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, yeah, you're a wonderful guest and loved having you here. Folks, that's all we have for today. So glad you could be with us. Uh, Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at TitanMediaWorks.com. That's works spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out all of our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at SmallBusinessDelivered.com. Until next time, have a great day. I look forward to seeing you again.